Welcome to the Biltmore Church Podcast. Our church exists to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus who reach up, reach in, and reach out. And this podcast is a resource to hopefully help you do just that. My name is Christian. I serve on staff here. and I'm so glad to welcome you to another episode. We're back for season four, right in the middle of our family circus teaching series where we've been talking about how the gospel and how the family Uh, collide together and what we're supposed to do with all the different things in the Bible uh, that are said about the family. And that's what we're going to be talking about even more today, uh, the family circus. So quick introductions. Uh, I'm here with our lead pastor, Bruce Frank, as always, or as almost always, right? (laughs) And uh, we are recording on Sunday afternoon. You just got done preaching twice. So hopefully the, the voice holds oh, it's fine. more energy. Uh, and also we have a special guest with us here today, Donna Gibbs. Uh, thank you for being with mm-hmm. us. I got Always some bio here. Um, Donna is the co-owner of Summit Wellness Centers, who are friends of our church, partners mm-hmm. of our church, uh, which provides real hope and practical help for life's hurts through the venues of professional Christian counseling, uh, writing, speaking, and consulting Donna's bio goes on and on and on. <laughs> uh, author of several books, blogs, articles, um, things that have been featured on media outlets. Um, you've been serving individuals and families for nearly 25 years, maybe over 25 years now. I don't know if that bio is updated or not. Um, so many different things I could say. You're also a member of our church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're so glad to have you on today. I think it's going to be a great discussion. Yeah, grateful in. to be here talking about family rhythms, talking about Mm -hmm. Sabbath. So before we get into any of that, we'd love to look back a little bit and ask really both of you Mm -hmm. um, what stood out from our services today, um, whether that's from the message or anything that you saw today you'd want to talk through. Well, I mean, I've told, I I learned probably more, I learned more this week than I have in a long time just because I haven't preached on Sabbath. and, And when I did, it was probably 10 years ago, and hopefully I've got a little more Hopefully, a little more smarts than then, but just and, and had time to really. It was just a lot of application. So both Bible stuff, look, you know, looking at the Bible references and Sabbath and what does that mean and what does it mean now, and then also just practical stuff. I mean, literally, it was some easy stuff. It was like, all right, put the don't, don't spend. You just wasted fifteen minutes looking at uh, dog videos. Yeah. Don't do that. I mean, yeah. that's 15 minutes. You, you yeah. can't get back, you know, and I, I, I didn't even use it this morning, but one thing is, you know, there's time is the most valuable thing we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you can make new friends, you can make more money. You can't make more time. Mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to the family, it's some of that, some of those just pure statistics were good convicting, uh, for me, mm-hmm. but also just how good God is to give us a rhythm um, and really even, you know, in the creation story is like first thing he tells Adam and Eve after the cultural mandate is before you do that, just so, um, that was good. I was, it was, it was super helpful personally for me. That's awesome. Yes. And I, I am just so grateful that this was the topic of the, um, sermon even today, because it's an area that God is always stirring me about. Rest is hard for me. Mm. I'm just my personality, my temperament. When I sense God calling me to do something, I want to get on it, yeah, you know? Yeah. And um, so it's convicting. Um, but it was also refreshing for me in another way. There was one thing that you said that I was so grateful that you said, if you work with your mind, rest with mm-hmm. your hands. And I, so literally this weekend, I've spent most of the weekend 
redoing my grandmother's old rocking chair mm -hmm. and it has been so good for me <laughs> so and i always say to mark it is so when i can do something mm -hmm. with my hands doing something with the house or yeah. in a garden or restoring an old chair it does yeah. refresh me um taking a nap is not necessarily going to refresh me in yeah. the same way so yeah. i was grateful that you just validated that yeah. for people. i can't remember some rabbi i think i can't remember yeah. i heard it like four times almost in all the resources and I never could find the Keeps definitive who is the primary, who is yeah. the original resource, but it kept saying, I was like, that's, well, that's true. That's why, I mean, I, yeah. I, I do, I work with my mind like Donna does 95% of the time. And so, yeah, that, it almost answered, it was like, that's why that's refreshing. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's why that is restorative. Um, you know, so it's, it's just, there was a lot of stuff I learned. And, and also, if you just do stuff and recreate, everybody's come back from either a vacation or a you know, everybody's come back and like, man, I'm so tired. I just got back. <laughs> yeah. um, and some of the stuff I learned on, on the sabbatical, the difference between just, you know, physical rest and then emotional and spiritual mm -hmm. rhythms. And that was sort of a, learned a lot. I mentioned the guys a little while ago, just, I learned a lot out of uh, like that Crawford Loritz book. Uh, mm. And Crawford was on here a couple months ago and his book on leadership as an identity uh, and how that just talked about, all right, there's seasons and, if you have a season of brokenness, what is your response to that? And people sometimes respond poorly to that and live in their wound, or do they just let God kind of restore that, teach that, and then you live, you know, you have the scar still, but you, you're, you're ministering, God's redeemed it and he's healed it, but it's, it's still there, you still, but you've learned from it. So that's kind of getting off on a, but I learned that on extended time yeah. um, of just getting emotionally and spiritually recharged. Well, mm -hmm. I will be taking a nap this afternoon yeah. after we finish <laughs> the this. The Baptist hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It'll be a very quiet uh, well, period of time good. there. Now, that's all very helpful stuff. I really would love to just kind of continue our conversation from here and keep talking about maybe some practical things, but also while we have you here talking about mm -hmm. kind of the space where the theological and the Bible collides with <clears throat> brain and science. And, and I mean, it's it's so easy to do that because they work together so well. Um, but just talking about healthy rhythms and particularly rest and Sabbath and some of the things that that, that um, kind of produces in us. Pastor, one of the things I've heard you said, uh, healthy families have healthy rhythms. Uh, maybe it's a good place to start. So how have you seen that play out, whether in your own life or in families of, of, of people at our church, just how much healthy rhythms matter? Sure. I mean, because the culture has changed so much. I mean, if you go back even pre-industrial revolution, you know, family was together all the time because they were, you know, son was out with dad behind a plow or something like that. So there were some rhythms built in that to some degree helped, you know, and then with the industrial revolution and the lazy boy and all those rhythms, <laughs> those rhythms got changed quite, quite often. And so now this, the intentionality is very important. I just want to be intentional about mm -hmm. how am I stewarding my time, really. I mean, that's really what it is. It's just stewarding the time. I mentioned, I think, before we came on air is that that is the most valuable resource we have because right. we can make other stuff. We can make more money, more friends, more uh, whatever. We can't make more time. We have what we have. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, I mean, I alluded to it and maybe Lori alluded to it last week on the podcast, but I would say for, I mean, for us, it is by I wouldn't say it saved our marriage, but it put our marriage in a much better place when we started to take a basically an intentional Sabbath focused on together. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. before that, when you have the kids, you have those rhythms, and some of them are necessary because you're right. just mm -hmm. car, you're you know mixture of a carpool counselor, coach, all that kind of stuff, <laughs> and it can get you can you can easily get to where it revolves around them, even fighting against it. 
And then, uh, you know, then you go to another one and then you start, you know, you move to it. In our case, you know, you come to church and you got all that. Uh, and then just, but taking a time, I think we started eight years ago where, and there's occasionally times where it gets interrupted, but you built enough credit and chips in the relational bank that you're not overdrawn just because you have a emergency on, on Friday night, mm -hmm. but pretty much from Friday evening to Saturday evening, barring something, you know, for us maritally, we're like, okay, that's pretty much we're going to just do even if it's not creative it might be the gym it might be uh you know what do we see we watched oppenheimer yesterday which yeah. I mean, it's, you know that probably wasn't the best investment three hours of yeah, like it's three hour very movie. serious we should have watched barbie <laughs> but uh but uh, but uh at the same time it was still you know you were investing in each other and then that just over you know that overflows to you know our church and the kids so that rhythm mm -hmm. goes into other rhythms, but mm -hmm. rhythm is just your pattern of life, you mm -hmm. know? So church wise, uh, but it's, it's Sabbath is the kind of the overall one. And originally this wasn't even in the, I don't even think this, this was actually initially going to be an advent because I mean, mm -hmm. all, all our staff are millennials. So they're like, Oh, this is like the hottest topic, hottest topic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I actually fight against a little bit. Some of the teaching, I think some of the teaching is like, you know, just go slower and ease through life. And I, as I mm -hmm. said, I don't see that in the Bible. I see Paul in Colossians 1 saying, listen, man, we labor to exhaustion, to disciple, and mm. to evangelize this generation. But what I did see and what I had ignored to is it's not just slow down, it's stop. Right. Live in mm. rhythm. If you live in rhythm, then you're not going to get as crazy. And at times, I mean, somebody told me a long time ago, it's like, take a, what is it, take a weekly Sabbath. Uh, this is family, and I think it might have even been marital. It's like a weekly Sabbath, once a quarter get away for uh can't remember oh, at least a big long weekend and once a year mm -hmm. get away for a week it's something mm -hmm. there's some that's rhythm right. yeah. but it's all it's just rhythms mm -hmm. what are you prioritizing mm -hmm. i mean we prioritize mm -hmm. what's important and when we prioritize that's what we spend time on mm -hmm. you know if your priority is a low handicap you're gonna spend a lot of time getting that handicap down um but if it's a healthy marriage or whatever you're gonna invest in that mm -hmm. so all i'll try to do today was just give some tools i mean it's easy ones just like just turn, turn this off this afternoon yeah. mm -hmm. and i promise you'll love it because i did a little bit of it this week and even that little baby step i could kind of feel myself you know, yeah, I'm not I'm doom scrolling. Some. I'm not looking at, yeah. you know, the, mm -hmm. what's, you know, the fact, the next crisis, which is every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You might get withdrawals mm -hmm. at first and then you're going to feel good after on the other mm -hmm. side yeah. of that. Yeah. 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 When you reach for your phone, you realize it's not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I read a deal that's, I think it's 82% of us have what they call phantom. We've, it's like a phantom uh, buzz. It's like, I didn't use it today, but it's, it's we imagine. Mm -hmm that our phone buzzes and it doesn't even buzz. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, yeah. how sick is that? We are sick people <laughs> yeah. that it's not even buzzing and we're imagining yeah. it buzzing because we're so addicted. Mm -hmm. but. Yeah, I, and I just echo all of that. You know, healthy families, healthy rhythms. I think we live in a distressed world and we have very little tolerance for distress. Um, sometimes we, whether we realize we have rhythms or not, we've got rhythms. Mm -hmm. They're not necessarily healthy rhythms. Yeah, right. um, and I think even though... You know, I think of many of the families who are listening who have children at home and might sometimes feel like, uh, you know, I feel bad if I give too much of a rhythm or too much of a mm -hmm. structure. Actually, that is when we feel most secure. <clears throat> so when we think, okay, we're living in this anxious, stressed world, mm -hmm. some of those rhythms actually allow that to calm and mm -hmm. allow us to increase our tolerance of the distress of the mm -hmm. world that we're living in. We are living in that world. It's hard. It, and it is speeded up. I mean, just looking at historical markers, you know, you go back to sometime like printing press and all that stuff. But I really do, looking at it, 2007 accelerated a lot of stuff. 
when you know that's when they say we're now in the digital age because you did go i mean there was a time i know you know again not just going way back but rhythms were dictated even like the news news came on at 10 weather at 10 17 sports at 10 22 there was kind of rhythms built in and news was news because it was you only had they only had like in those pockets 50 yeah mm-hmm. but now i mean i'm not blaming them i'm just saying if you're 24 7 news network you have to be coming up with news and mm-hmm. coming up with crisis and and all that is accelerated but 2000 this is awesome because you can maybe do some stuff you're more mobile but on the other hand you're never alone mm-hmm. that's what dawned on me if you have this on you you're never alone you bring the world with you which is good but it, it is it's almost like it stays it's, your stress level almost stays up all the time simmering it, so you don't have the margin the noise the yeah. mar- there's it, no margin it totally does yeah. and all the research would yeah. agree with you yeah. it's just it, <laughs> it stays does. up yeah the brain stuff, by the way, that's a different. The brain stuff, which I know Miss Donna knows a lot more about, that is still fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating on a good or bad level. It's fascinating. It's bad level because, man, this is like not good that your brain looks like a gambling addict. But it's awesome. It makes so much sense when Jesus, like, you know the truth and the truth will set you free and how your mm-hmm. brain can get rewired in a good way mm-hmm. by replacing lies with truth, gratitude mm-hmm. with entitlement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, that's, that's amazing that God will just heal that that part of it but it is it is amazing when it looks like just your what it does neurologically your anthropology meets your theology is kind yeah. of an amazing yeah I, and and I, it does it does but that reminder too no one ever sets out to be mm. an addict to anything you know not to be hijacked by a phone or a substance or anything it's the passivity yeah. uh, which brings us back to these rhythms yeah. that without intention we're going to have some rhythm what is it going to be? Yeah. If we're passive to it, we're going to end up with some whatever hodgepodge of something. Yeah. If we're intentional, then it's more likely to be aligned with what is glorifying to God, yeah. healthy, physically, emotionally, spiritually for us. And it's, it's just a gift. I mean, that's what was amazing. I kept going over because, again, I didn't grow up in that. I didn't ever think Sabbath or anything. It's not growing up in church, but my, my wife grew up in that, you know, and she was like, you can't do that. You know, the whole thing was what you cannot do. Mm-hmm. And there is some, you know, where does wisdom turn into legalism? I don't know where the answer yeah. is, but because, I mean, a lot of this is wise. You're trying not to fall into it, but at some point mm-hmm. it gets to be a, this is the this is the the day of sadness. You are not allowed to be happy. <laughs> but you look at it, I mean, you know, Sabbath's yeah. talk about eat and feast and drink and, yeah. you know, I mean, there's nap there's i mean this is a good this is a gift from god for us for our betterment and that was that was super refreshing what's up everybody we're pressing pause on our discussion real quick to tell you about a new resource that our discipleship team has been working really hard on i'm here with christian sides today he's our central discipleship coordinator and i would love for you to share a little bit about our new rhythms resource that you've been working hard on yeah we're so pumped about what Um, Pastor Bruce has been laying out, and specifically this Sunday with Sabbath, um, the rhythms and lifestyles of Jesus, how transformation truly is possible through the lifestyle of Jesus. And so in the rhythms page, we lay out some different practices and rhythms that we see from the life of Jesus, one of those being Sabbath. Um, Each rhythm connects a daily, a weekly, and a monthly rhythm that you as an individual, you as a family, you as a connect group can do together um, as you do life together, which we hope everyone does. Yeah, so what would you say is the main goal of that Rhythms resource for people who are interested? Uh, Let me share what the goal is not before I share what the main goal is. The goal is not to add something to your already busy, hurry 
lifestyle. Um, I feel like in the culture of sports tournaments that happen almost every week, it feels <laughs> like, of kids, of uh, work, of everything that this culture has to offer, um, it is not to add something else to your life. It's rather actually subtraction. <laughs> to simplify your life around the lifestyle, the teachings, and the rhythms that we see in the life of Jesus. Um, but the main goal, like anything I write for Biltmore, is to equip disciples of Jesus to reach up, to reach in, and to reach out. And so the rhythms, um, ultimately from the life of Jesus, we see how we can reach up in some of these. So there's um, Sabbath being one, prayer being another one, scripture, how can we reach up in our rhythms of those three. Um, there's some with reach in, whether it be with uh, community, whether it be a service. And then for reach out, we have um, rhythms like work and hospitality go along with it. And so we see all these from the life of Jesus, um, but then also throughout the New Testament with other people like Peter, like John, like Paul, um, all throughout the New Testament. And so that's the main goal is to create a space of subtraction to simplify your life around the teachings, lifestyle, and rhythms of Jesus. That's awesome, man. So it sounds like really for anybody who's a follower of Jesus, this yes. is going to be really helpful for Yeah, them. whether you're a student, whether you're a kid, whether you're a young parent, I two kids uh, under the age of two. And so Sabbath looks a lot different than it would for some other people. And so it literally, wherever you are in the spectrum of your journey with Jesus, it is for everyone. Yeah, so this is live right now on our website, right? Yeah, so if you wanna to go to builtmorechurch.com slash rhythms, you can pull it up. And right now there's only two, there's prayer and Sabbath. Um, and so throughout the year, we'll be launching new ones, we'll be creating new ones. And so right now it's only prayer and Sabbath that are up and live. And then as well throughout the year, we'll be launching some new ones. It's a great place to start. Make sure you guys check it out. One of the things that I think you can see if you look at the life of Jesus, you read the gospels, like you mentioned earlier, it wasn't like he wasn't working hard, right? He had a full schedule, he had a lot going on, but he also <laughs> wasn't in a hurry. He wasn't hurried. Uh, he, he could. He could slow down when needed. He could stop when needed. So anything just from Jesus' own life that can inform our rhythms that stand out to, to either one of you. Mm-hmm. You guys. The, the fact that he's the sovereign king of the universe. Is, <laughs> I'm like, that's not fair. That's I didn't notice he, most of his healings. I think it's the vast majority of his healings were on the Sabbath, which yeah. surprised me a little bit. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. The ones that are recorded, I'm like, all right. And you see a lot of stuff that happened on the Sabbath. I'm like, was that an intentional was he like intentionally kind of digging the right. the folks or those the ones that he, I, I don't know the answer to that, but yeah, he, he was rarely in a hurry, but I will say his rhythm, you know, he had the Jewish rhythms as a Jewish man, but also you do see several times, and I don't remember the references right off the bat, but it, and they're like little snippets. And so it says, and Jesus got up early and went off by himself right. to pray. And you, you know, so he had the rhythms, what we would call personal quiet time or whatever, but you mm-hmm. saw that. Um, so that the people weren't in an interruption. I think we all know what it's like. If you're already maxed out, because everybody, we're all in ministry, if you're maxed out on the front end, there's so little margin, then people are interruptions. They're projects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it kind of takes you off. Mm. Um, I respect Donna so much for many reasons, but also the fact she's a counselor. Because yeah. I'm like, the, I've told you, I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible counselor. Because uh, I just want to like, just stop doing that. Yeah, change. <laughs> just, it's not, yeah. But... Um, just the this the the rhythm of um, you know being able to pour into other people. I mean, if you're doing that all the time, which she's doing that all the time, if there's not, if you're not filling back up and mm. 
Mm-hmm. Other people can do it. I mean, marriages, that's what we talk about. Husbands, you know, if you, especially, I mean, single moms, what is a, I mean, is there a harder job than that? I almost mm-hmm. meant to mention that. I did mean to mention that today. You know, but spouses, you can help your spouse Sabbath a little bit. You know, if, mm-hmm. when I come home at night and she's had Malia all day, I, you know, I got to realize, and some of it's just being decent, like, hey, let's go to Boone's Corner tonight. We're not, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. But some of it's just realizing that's been a drain as much as she loves it. That's, that's been a drain. But mm-hmm. some of it, nobody can do for you but you. Mm-hmm. That's the part that's kind of, uh, I'm, I know when, she, when she's counseling people, you, you counsel them in the immediate, but you're trying to get them to, to you know, like I do. I try to help them. To, my they goal the is to whet mm-hmm. the appetite of the people mm-hmm. to get in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's not just to have an event. It's like, I want, to, mm-hmm. I want you to see and sort of self-feed. Mm-hmm. And that's the part mm-hmm. that I think uh, rhythms can really help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I look at that, just as Jesus modeled it, um, what we might look at as inconvenience, he actually sought those people out. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't wait for them to just come to him. He sought them out, and he was fully present, fully engaged. I don't think there would have ever been a present a situation in which somebody wondered, did did he hear me? Did he see me? Yeah. Did he understand what I'm dealing with? But then he also, part of that rhythm is that he would leave them needing something mm. and he would go to the Father. Mm. And that is, um, that's certainly a rhythm so, that I have to take, yeah. that I, I am aware of my humanity. <laughs> I can't help everyone. Um, I have to be refreshed. And it has to start on a Friday afternoon for me, or I would have burned out many, many, many years ago. Yeah, and it has to start with God, right? It does, it does. But it's not just that I'm spending all of that time just focusing on Him. It is like when I talk about I'm refinishing my grandmother's chair. When I do that, I'm also remembering things that give me reason to praise Him and and I'm looking at that wood like in awe of a mm. creator. And so it's, it does all blend together, but it's just essential. And Jesus walking also as man had that rhythm that gives mm. us permission yeah. to do the same. Yeah. Well, I would just, I would say one thing, again, I keep, I keep forgetting what we talked about before we went on air, before <laughs> when we didn't. But we were talking about how uh, we, I wanted to give people permission because you, know, you talk about worship and being with God's people. You know, church, so to speak. Um, we talked about reconnecting with your family, but there is a section in there that you, is is individual to some degree. It's in other words, what is it that what is it that fills you up? And that is the part that's the you know it's there's freedom there. What is it you know yourself? And for some people, uh, and again, some the problem is when you ignore the first two, you ignore the soul work with God, and you you know ignore the you know the emotional so to speak connection with people, and you just make this the only thing. Uh, but I would say you want to figure out what is it that fills you up and what is it that drains you. And what you don't want to do is have all drain and no filling up because at some point something's going to break. I mean, again, something will break. It might take years, but something will eventually break. Either either your moral fiber will break, your marriage will break, your family, something will break. So again, the Sabbath is just that that gift, that rhythm. One Sabbath is not going to probably not going to change your whole family. Matter of fact, it might make it awkward. Like we haven't talked to each other in a long time. Now <laughs> yeah. we're talking. We're in a fight now, but it's the start of a rhythm, and that's why I wanted to encourage them. Uh, man, make it fun. There's a lot of fun. I mean, but let's your go out into a nice restaurant or go to the park or go do something yeah. that recreates you, not just recreates you, recreates you. Mm-hmm. And some of that's individual. Yeah, yeah, there's it's a lot individual. of freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're you're really on the front lines of a lot of this um, and seeing 
both the fruits of people with healthy rhythms and not. So I wondered if there's anything um, just from your point of view that you're seeing a lot of in our mm -hmm. culture, in our world, that maybe people can be watching out for or battling or fighting against with some of the things we're talking about. Yeah, well, like I said, we live in a stressed, anxious, <laughs> traumatized world. That's what we see a lot of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I think a lot about, study a lot about resilience and um, resilience is really, it just boils down to how you cope. What are the coping skills that you're using? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think of Sabbath in a legalistic term. Um, I know many people listening have never grown up even thinking about the word Sabbath. Um, I didn't grow up thinking about the word Sabbath. I just know when I'm thirsty, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so, again, resilience is all about how you're coping, the skills that you're using to cope. And those are either going to be things that you use to help you numb help you escape, help you get a high, um, help you feel in control. It's going to be in one of those categories. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just going to keep you right where you are. But resilience, like bouncing forward, moving beyond just this stressed, anxious place, is a rhythm that looks very, very different. And it's a lot of what we're talking about. I know mm -hmm. we've talked kind of offhand yeah. about what, what else goes along with people who are practicing some of this rest and it's a physical it's an emotional it's a spiritual it's a relational it's a whole person mm -hmm. context mm -hmm. yeah and that's what she just that's hard for control people being one <laughs> i mean it is a control thing that's right. kind of going back to crawford's book there are some things like you can't control this i don't care how hard you work how much you do whatever mm -hmm. and it's actually a and that ends up leading to a season of brokenness which is good it, it's good if you if you allow that to ch kind of turn into surrender. That's what yeah. he says. It's like brokenness needs to lead the leader to be a surrendered. In the same way, I mean, you can't. Can, there's some stuff you can't control, and uh, mm -hmm. and certain types. That's why Sabbath is kind of. It's almost like a. It's like sleep. I mean, sleep is like a daily reminder mm. that you know what. We think we have it all in control, and it's kind of like God going, "All right, boy. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to put you down for about eight hours, yeah. and, and let's guess what? I'm going to be here in the morning yep. when you get up, yeah. and the world's still going to be here. Yeah. And why don't you just lay down? And so it's a. I think it was Spurgeon that talked about it. it's a daily reminder that we are not the sovereign king of the universe. Mm -hmm. it's like it's good. And Sabbath is the same way. I mean, can can I trust God to do in six sevenths of the time that I think I can do in seven sevenths? And that's why I said the. I think the corollary is also tithing. I mean without getting into the deep rules of tithing or Sabbath, do I trust? It is a trust issue. Mm -hmm. It's a trust issue. Do I trust that if I do, if I live in rhythm with God financially mm -hmm. or emotionally, that he will make up that. So it does come down to, you know, do I trust God to do it? Mm -hmm. That's why, by the way, I mean, Chick-fil-A, you respect. I mean, regardless of that, you're like, you got to respect, you got to respect yeah. that. And they're yeah. certainly not hurting on, yeah. uh, they're certainly not hurting on any franchises. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm hurting on Sundays when I want to. I'm hurting. Fully. I mean, that's true. It's like, hey, there's no wine on Sunday. Okay, so. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, maybe let, let's kind of start steering toward for people who are listening and watching. Maybe they, they were at church today and they're like, man, I want a place to start. I'm tired. I'm burned out. Mm -hmm. I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. I'm having, you know, trouble stopping. Um, what would be some easy application steps for people who are looking just to begin? Yeah. Um, I just think of pockets, um, micro, do micro dosing, <laughs> yeah. you know, so maybe, and, and literally you referenced single mothers. My, my mind immediately went to those single moms or many moms, many moms live in yeah. a 
traditional belief system in their family, but they don't live an actual traditional and they're working full time and they're, but they're having to hold all things together and they're weary. So I think about them and to them, it may feel like you're asking one more thing. Um, And that means somebody's not going to be fed. (laughs) And so really let's look at it as pockets of time. And it's, it is a daily rhythm it is a every maybe a little bit in the morning and a little bit in the evening every day so that you really can find rest not just in your mind mm-hmm. in your soul but your physiological being um, and those again just some really specific practical things and there's a lot of research that comes behind this micro dosing all is another way of looking at it the world uses the word mm. all we know what that means. That means worship. When I really set my mind to something mm. that leads me then to my creator mm. and I just sit in his presence, mm. that can take the time that you're sitting at a stoplight. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, and so you start somewhere and you start seeing there is some value in me coming into his presence. And that when I do that, literally my heart rate starts to decrease. Mm -hmm. My blood pressure starts to decrease. I start to see the stressors and the things that bring me anxiety through an eternal lens, and then my brain begins to shift. And so just experimenting with, if you've never been in the Word before, Mm -hmm. um, listen to a devotional. Um, Read one verse. Sit in that and and experience that. Mm -hmm. And sanctification is not a one day at a time thing. What you might would know this. Who is the person who quoted uh, becoming like Jesus is like long obedience in the same direction? Yeah. Eugene Peterson. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, it just reminds me of that. So it's not. I think of it almost in a continuum. At the top of that, there's this like this OCD laden. It's got to <laughs> be this way, this mm-hmm. way, this way, and it feels oppressive and it feels urgent, like something horrible is going to happen if I don't do it this way. Uh-huh. Versus down at the bottom, like, I'm not even paying attention to it at all. I don't need this. And so just paying attention, where am I in that continuum? And how do I lean into something that God has designed for me that is good for my soul? Yeah, I think the classic temptation is to start, try to start where you think you should be instead Mm -hmm. of starting where you are. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I loved about your message today, even back to the phone thing, is just like, it wasn't like, hey, throw your smartphone in the trash it was like, hey, just try to go a few hours today. And starting at that that early place of start somewhere, start somewhere. Right. And go well, let's there. just take a step. Take one step. I mean, following Jesus is taking one step at a time. So take one step, take one step that direction. Uh, I would say definitely single moms would be the most difficult because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as Donna said, if you're a single mom, especially with a young child, you can't just, well, I'm just going to take the day off and let, you know, Scooter feed himself. That's not going to happen. But even, uh, even then, you know, take one step might be, I mean, like for the single mom, I mean, if you're at church, at least you have a few hours, you know, where you have built-in childcare, where you can be around your, your, you know, your sisters and, and be encouraged in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, if, you know, if you're that tired, go to two services, fall asleep in the second. That's great. So you get a nap and, and, uh, and, and the word, uh, when it comes to families, I think taking that out of, out of the picture, most families, many families, uh, I would say a huge issue is we, you know, Western Carolina, there's a lot of options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of options. Uh, and and I would say, okay, what is going to feed my soul? Mm-hmm. And so if you're a Christ follower, you, you know, you can't ignore, 
I mean, that everything overflows from your, you know, above all else, guard your heart for from it flows the wellspring of life. And he's talking specifically about your relationship with Christ. So what is feeding that, you know, first? So it's it's not an either or. It's not like, oh, do I go to church or play golf? Do I, get, do I go to a small group or what? Yeah. It's usually a both end. Now, there's seasons when it's like super, super, and you got to make some choices. You know, do I let Johnny play in four select leagues or three select leagues? <laughs> I mean, yeah. those are choices you got to make. True. I mean, yeah. there's a, you know, that, the old, not to be the old, you know, the old preacher that's, um, and I did all the sports and stuff too, but it, there's a you know there's a one tenth of a chance Johnny's going to go play pro, and there's a hundred percent chance Johnny's going to stand before God. Mm. And so with that, just make the patterns from that. Now let Johnny go, you know, do all that and encourage it. I would be all for that, but don't neglect one to the other. Right. So you know, start off and prioritize. You know, we're gonna we're gonna love God, then we're gonna love each other. But I'd say take one step. You know, just do one step. All right, mm-hmm. we're gonna go. Instead of uh, going home and everybody getting on their phones, uh, let's just uh, let's just go let's go grab a meal and let's just make the deal during during lunch. We're not going to use our phones. That's great. So again, it get a little tense because if you're not used to talking to somebody, and yeah. you got a teenager, teenager's not going to talk to you. Yeah. I mean, your own teenager's not going to talk to you until. But then you never know, and that's why people are like, well, I, I don't have quantity time with my family. I have quality time. The problem, the fallacy of that is, you don't know when quality time is going to show up. Yes. You don't know yes. when it's going to show up because you're like, yeah. I, I, see, when I did this podcast two weeks ago, I was surprised, and I talked to Lori, but I was surprised, Tyler, of what he said, and that was like two decades ago when he said some of my most formative times mm-hmm. were when, because we lived where I could actually take them to school yeah. instead of, I mean, buses, fine, all that stuff, but f- for him, I, I didn't, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. He was yeah. saying some of my most formative times when my dad poured into me were the 15, 20 minutes going to school, mm-hmm. you know, and he mm-hmm. was like, when I, cause I would always say, listen, you're a leader, you're a leader. I would yeah. tell them both. I would just mm-hmm. little stuff like that. Yeah. And I didn't even know that. And then he's sitting across from me two weeks ago or whatever. And he's like formative times was that rhythm. And not everybody can do that, but take a step, pick, where can I reconnect yes. with God, reconnect with family mm-hmm. and uh, just really, and get some rest uh, from what I normally do. Yeah. And again, yeah. if, you're, if you're a single mom, you have to pick, just figure out a break during nap time or, or whatever. And I would last thing, no matter who you are, almost every one of us, we waste some time here phone. with this phone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's shocking how quickly 25 minutes can go by. Mm-hmm. And you've looked at, you know, mm-hmm. cat video, well, hopefully not cat videos, yeah. but you've looked at some, and there's nothing wrong with it. The question is, if I'm really, really tight with my time, man, I just missed 20 minutes mm-hmm. yeah. that I could have written my son a yeah. letter. I could have... Mm-hmm. Uh, rhythm somewhere. I right? Yeah, it's just it's rhythm. So yeah. I think mo- we all have the same amount of time. Some of us have more different pressures. Nobody's time is more important. But you, do, what? How would God want me to spend these next twenty four mm, hours? Is yeah. a question I think we almost always got to ask. Well, and the phone thing goes back to the numbing you were talking about earlier. Um, oh, you're yeah. making a choice yeah. there, and it's you know it's not just time, but you're also yeah. doing yeah. something that's not. A- and what did you say? You were saying that if if you you numb it. And try to stay in control, but that ends up just keeping you in one place versus Arrested making any progress. Development. Okay, mm-hmm. could you say a couple things about that? Yeah, yeah. It just so it's just a way of coping. So if I have something that numbs, alcohol numbs better than most anything. Okay, um, but anything that is a, a distraction can numb us. And while it's numbing, so that I don't have to think about this, I don't have to stress about this, I don't have to whatever, I don't okay. have to problem solve it. It arrests you. It holds you right there at that point of pain. Mm. So as long as that has a hold, life is moving on. You're not growing in it. You're not growing in your relationship with Christ. You're not growing with your family. You're not growing in how to handle 
the stressors of life. Mm-hmm. And so then maybe you finally release that thing and it's 10 years later. Well, you're, you're looking pretty adolescent, you know, mm-hmm. arrested. I should have called you this week. That would have been, that would have been great <laughs> sermon material yeah. right there. That yeah. was that arrested yeah. development. Man, that's... Yeah. But I think about these rhythms yeah. think, and, and you look where do you start? I think part of where you start is planting a why giving some mm-hmm. incentive so rhythms are training. Rhythms are the training ground. They're the practice ground because there's going to be a time that comes. Maybe you're not in a crisis right now, not in a For hard sure. space right now, but you will be. And so this rhythm creates the stage so that you're better able to navigate that. And the relationships, the communication is established and your communication with God is established. You're mm-hmm. not having to just, I'm just going to suddenly reach out to him in a desperate moment. No, I've been knowing him, you know? And so it's just, think of it as training ground. But then the other incentive, and I shared some with with you, those who Sabbath have some other healthy rhythms that almost, research indicates almost always goes along with that, and that they have some physical rhythms. They're more likely, I call it movement instead of exercise. We're really, (laughs) we don't like that word. Yeah, yeah. They move. They're more likely to eat nutritiously. They're more likely to have communities. And we talk about connect groups. These are people who are more likely to be engaged in those. Mm. Um, they're more likely then to, um, to report marriage satisfaction. Mm. They are less likely to have mental health symptoms. So it all fits together. We are whole. This is part of God's plan. And so um, I think sometimes just not just giving permission, but hey, here's some other whys. Yeah. Even the world would agree. They wouldn't call it Sabbath. They would right. call it some other things. Right. Also to note, though, all of those effects, the mental health effects, do not go in play with a Sabbath if it's just for a routine. If you're Mm -hmm. just doing it because a doctor ordered you, it's like go home and get rest. If that's the only reason you're doing it. But if there's a relationship that is being flourished um, with Christ, that is what shifts the mental health symptoms that are connected with Sabbath. Hi, my name is Carly. And growing up, I wanted to be a part of the biggest crowd. I wanted to go where everyone went, and I wanted to do what everyone else did. When I was nine years old, I came to a vacation Bible school here at Biltmore Church, and I heard the gospel clearly presented for the first time. And what God called me to that day was to live a life that was different. And a couple years later, I went to middle school, and that was incredibly hard to live out in my everyday life. And for a while, I faked it. I could be at church and be with my church friends, and I could also be at school and be with my school friends. And those didn't have to be the same girl. But that got incredibly exhausting. And I knew that that's not what God had called me to when I was nine years old. And so at a summer camp, I decided to live differently for the first time. And throughout my teen years, that meant a life of loneliness. And that meant spending a lot of time by myself, spending a lot of time with my parents. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up. I didn't quite know how to make relationships with people. And I couldn't find people that were, were gonna be like me and were gonna encourage me in my faith. And so I had to cling to the Lord a lot. And I remember I was by myself and I heard a song. It's called Behold Our God. And it says He is our Father and He is our friend. And for the first time at 15 years old, God became so near and He was so close to me. And I I remember thinking, if He's my friend, I can do anything. I don't need somebody at school. I don't need somebody at church. But if I have the Lord, I can do anything. And from there on, while life has not been easy, I have leaned on the Lord in some of the darkest moments of my life. 
and I have been able to rely on Him in ways that I never thought were possible. God is so good, and God has been so kind, and God has also been my friend. So one other thing I'd love for you to share um, that we talked about before, I think you'll think this is really cool too, is some of the science behind worship. And when we come in Sunday morning, we, we choose Singing. to worship corporately and sing. Yeah. Um, some of for what yeah. that does to the brain and the heart. So I, you hovered a little while this morning about singing, and I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. It is one of my favorite. I love to sing. That's part of it. You know, my, my history was, I was a piano major for mm. a short time, um, <laughs> led worship. I, I love singing. But when I then started noticing the research behind why God designed us with the capacity to do this. Mm. So when we sing, it literally um, stimulates the vagus nerve, which then stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. It is the sympathetic nervous system that is pushing the cortisol that is keeping us in a state of fight or flight. Mm -hmm. But when we sing, just physically speaking, it begins to calm the body. It's also something you think of what's happening when you were here in a worship service and you were singing with people. Um, it feels like you're in a community oxytocin is being released mm -hmm. then. That is a bonding hormone. Cool. It's the same hormone that's released when a mom is nursing her baby mm -hmm. or even in an orgasm. I'm not trying to get too graphic, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. it's a bonding thing. It yeah. happens when we're singing in community with other believers, which is another reason it's important to be here, mm -hmm. to be present with the body. But it is also a mental tool because you are singing lyrics that speak truth into your brain that yeah. help dispel some of those lies. Right. It's just, and, and the breathing you're having to exercise your breath in that mm -hmm. it begins to slow the heart rate. It's just a beautiful thing. And isn't God yeah. gracious? Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want to throw another little science thing Come at you. Come on. Because one of the things that also happens when you are having some of this, whether you call it Sabbath or not, some people are, are not necessarily accustomed to calling it that. But when you're having this time of rest with your family, maybe you're hiking and maybe you're worshiping together and you're communing together, you're probably also laughing together. Mm -hmm. Those are the times when you're more likely to be able to have a belly laugh. Mm -hmm. God created us with that ability. The same exact hormones are being fired off in those ways. So it's, I, I think, be with the people, laugh with the people you want to love. You know, maybe yeah. you're wrestling to love them. Right. Find ways to laugh with them. Um, go hiking with the people you want to love. Right. Um, and then I just, I want to throw out one other rhythm thing that I've landed on with my family recently. Um, my older three boys are all in college, live four hours away. So when we do get together, it is so important for us to make much and be very, very intentional about how we do that. And we've started a new rhythm of we will go out to eat. That's one of our favorite things. Yeah. We go out to eat and we will go around the table. Tell us what God has been teaching you since we met last. Mm -hmm. Tell us the areas that you want us to pray about since you've met last. It's been remarkable for mm -hmm. all of us. Like it, talk about a high. I experienced a high sure. when just being able to connect with yeah. them, um, but also to be able to enter in what God's doing in their life. The last time we went, they brought two of their friends. They're like, we heard y'all are doing this. Can we do it <laughs> yeah. with you too? And so it's, like, it's good, yeah. but those are rhythms. You yeah. can't be passive. Yeah. That is not going to happen automatically. Right. Right. But look at the things you miss out on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that goes to... Walking right into where I'd love to wrap up, um, Pastor, which is talking a little bit about one of, one of your points that we haven't gotten a ton of time to talk about on here a little bit is the importance of community 
and relationships when it comes to Sabbath, when it comes to rhythms. Um, so maybe that'd be a good place to, to wrap up is just kind of speaking into that a little bit, the otherness, the togetherness of some of this, some of these rhythms. Sure. Well, I mean, I mean, Donna hit it uh, as well. You've got, you've got two families, you know, you have your biological family, you have your spiritual family, and they're both actually talked about there, you know, in the Sabbath, but it would, the whole family unit that's even in just that fourth commandment, uh, I had not really noticed how exhaustive it is. He's like, he goes out of his way to say, this is a whole family deal. This is a whole community deal. And so, you know, Dadana's point, I mean, you get them both together if you're worshiping with your family. Um, but it could be as simple rhythms as, you know, if they're away, you know, call, you know, make it a habit. I remember when my mom was alive, I would call her every Sunday. And that was that was just a rhythm. Right. I would call her every Sunday, usually on the way home from church or on the way home from a starting point or something like that. And so those rhythms where you're just connecting with folks, um, and again, it doesn't, you know, you go back to husbands, wives, everybody's in a different place. If your kids are small, you might go do an activity with them, hike, something like that, um, take a nap together. There, there's a variety of, there's a lot of freedom there. So that's why I was like, the more rules you put on it, the less rest you tend to get. That's yeah. why you stay principle, right. principle-based is you need to connect with God, basically connect with God, connect with people, and, and f- there's a physical aspect to it where, again, tired, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think, uh, tired is is good. I mean, I, I can speak. I know for men, a man who's not tired is usually a dangerous man. So, in other mm-hmm. words, if he does he's like a was he's like a pickup truck. If he didn't have a little bit of a load on him, then he's just not riding well. Right. Um, and I would say the same to everybody. We're made to get tired. Work hard, get tired, rest, go back at it. That's why it was kind of cool for me to see or just realize that the Sabbath was right after the cultural mandate. It's like they hadn't done anything. I mean, day six, boom, yeah. cultural yeah. mandate. Here are the orders, but day day yeah. seven, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're not working. They're not resting because they're tired. Um, so, but as far yeah. as community, again, that's where you just, you do, everybody needs, I mean, every, we kind of find it out during COVID. We've lost the lessons a little bit. Mm. I bet you, I don't, I'm, I'm sure Donna has the, I mean, all the studies, I'm, I mean, they're obviously mental health stuff went, it was already going that way, but it went out the roof during COVID. Mm-hmm. And there's a variety of reasons. But one of them, for sure, was isolation. Oh, top of the list. And, and then, mm-hmm. and even it's still now we're now it's like we choose isolation if we're isolated now. There's mm-hmm. multitude, and a, a part that I've always realized is being with people does not mean you have community. I mean, going to a Starbucks, Good point. and you know, it was made. It was you know, in their mind, it was the third space. It was the place where you can have. But if you go in there, that's not really community. You got people with their laptops open doing their own thing and isolated tables. Mm-hmm. A community is where you know. Again, you got to kind of ease in. I met so many new folks today that have moved, just moved here, and and they're like, you know, and I, my first thing I always want to when they come by is just, do you have you met anybody else? And that's the first step because I know that's the glue. Mm-hmm. That's the glue. And if not, then I introduce them immediately because I know community. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. At least to this campus, you know, the, it was interesting. The two, uh, I know, in the first service it happened, the second service. So the first service, uh, one of our pastors baptized his childhood friend. Hmm. Hmm, that's cool. In the second service, he ba- uh, another one of the pastors baptized his next door neighbor, wow. and I'm like, all right, those, the, you know, the community that's and the connection community. there, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's mm-hmm. that's it. And sometimes it's and it's also the way you know where people come to Christ. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm anyway. You get them around. That's the most people come to Christ through relationships, not through a sermon or even Billy Graham or somebody like right. that. It's right. through. Hey, I got to know you. I saw something different. They share the gospel, share the story, share something. 
God does what he does. Mm. That Matthew 11 passage, if you don't have, there's a book called uh, Gentle and Lowly, Gentle and Lowly, which is really not on Sabbath at all. It's really just on the Matthew 11, yeah. but it is very refreshing in the take on it mm. by uh, Ortland. What's the guy's yeah. first name? Yeah, uh, I get him confused. I get him, my, it's, my, yeah, it's either Gavin or Dane or whichever. Yeah. Favorite books yeah. ever. Gentle, and it's kind of semi devotional. You can, it's like three or four pages per chapter. So Gentle and Lowly is, uh, is really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, that whole thing is is very yeah, refreshing. That's a great resource. Yeah. About resting yeah. in the gospel is really what it is. Yeah. Matthew 11. I, I was telling him before you came in, last night I sensed, as I was just praying about our time together, God impressing that specific scripture on my mm. heart. This morning I got up, that was the devotion mm. that I had. <laughs> 30 minutes later, Mark comes to me, because I told him last night, he comes to me and he says, it's the scripture for the devotion, and mm. you use it in the sermon, you yeah. just brought it back up again. Well, good. So there's a repetition there, yeah. because... It, Again, the stressed, anxious world that we're mm-hmm. in, God is saying, come to me, you who are weary. Your weariness qualifies you for the mm-hmm. invitation. Come yep. to me, yep. and I will give you rest. And that gentle and lowly, That's the, more, most of the time we just pay attention to the first verse. Mm-hmm. We forget the part that actually this is an invitation into the heart of Christ, yep. that he is gentle, he is lowly, he is safe. Yep. We don't have to figure all this out. Um, he is our bed of rest. Yep. Well, that is Gentle a, and lowly. That is a great Gentle exclamation point on the conversation. Great resource to recommend there. Uh, thank it's you. It's actually right behind you. I think it's on the shelf here, right? Yes, right oh, behind it, you. Oh, Gentle and lowly. Is it, I, we are going for the... Uh, mo- which which Orland is it? That is the only Dang. book I have Dang. ever read and immediately started reading it a second time. Yep. Yeah. It's that good. It's so Same. Good. So good. Pick up a copy. We'll throw a link in the description of the episode for you if you're watching or listening. Uh, Again, thank you all both. Mm -hmm. I think this is, I'm very confident this is going to encourage and equip our people in an amazing way. Um, So thank you everybody listening. Thank you everybody watching. Sunday, join us again. We got a couple more weeks in this series. And as you know, it's been um, awesome so far. And then we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode. As always, we ended it the same way. You're loved and sent. Mm -hmm. And go take a nap. Yeah, take a nap. (laughs)